0: Monster Media Podcast, the show that talks about all things monstrous, from video games and comics to folklore and mythology. I am your co-host, Chase.
1: And I'm Sarah.
0: <laughs> and we are the two, and possibly not only two, who are going to be working on this project that we like to call Monster Media. That'd
1: be cool. So
0: how has your time been in quarantine so far?
1: Are you interviewing me? Now? Yeah, kind We've of. We've been quarantine together, so... That's
0: true. We have definitely uh, been violating the six feet apart limit. I think there was a movie like that? No, like they're... five feet apart?
1: Yeah, it had, like that? it had um, Cody from Zack and Cody in it. Did it really? Cole Sprouse. I never watched it. He's great. Riverdale. He's in... Riverdale?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Something else I never watched. <laughs> Riverdale.
1: Anyways, anyway. there was a lady that actually told us to sit... She was like, you can't sit this close to each other, so... Uh, well, I guess we gotta take our food and go home.
0: Yeah, straight up. So, I have a, uh, an interesting little funny news story for you. Now, it was really, really hard to find something that didn't have to do with the coronavirus. coronavirus. <laughs> it's not easy. So, a man from Manchester, New Hampshire, uh, Benjamin Leyland, 47, allegedly grabbed a two and a half foot long sword or short sword. And chased another man after being told to turn down his music.
1: Why does it say short long sword?
0: I don't know. Apparently, people don't know how to measure swords. I mean, I don't know how to measure swords. Did I'm not you a. You tell uh, me it was like. a sh- sword. Two and was... a
1: half feet?
0: Yeah, it's two and a half feet, but they still call it a long sword. Long sword. Short, short sword. Long knife. It just doesn't make any sense. A, anyway, must be
1: a very long the man
0: got away without injury, and after about a ten-minute chase through the hallway in the apartment, finally managed to make it to his room, where he then called the police, who arrived ten minutes later. <laughs> the man, Benjamin Leyland, is currently being charged with criminal threatening, and is going for his sentencing and hearing on Thursday. Hope he gets through that without catching anything. If... you. Uh, know what I mean. Yeah, can
1: you imagine being chased by some dude for ten straight minutes? I wonder With a how long much ad- adrenaline. You've been so much adrenaline that he just kept running. That <laughs> yeah, you knock
0: on his door, it's like, Hey man, can you turn I'll so show you can turn it down he's just like chased. damn. I couldn't imagine No,
1: the uh, like the guy that was being chased. Yeah, he
0: was all he did was he went and told the other person to turn down his music. Oh. And that prompted this dude to grab a long sword and chase him through the halls for ten minutes with it.
1: You know what? If that ever happened in a college dorm
0: <laughs> I probably would just give up. I'd probably just be like in my suffering.
1: <laughs> We'd have like fifty people complaining. they'd, they'd go outside and yell at us, stop running.
0: That's right. Alright. Let's actually get into the meat and potatoes of this story. So what are we talking about today?
1: Shapeshifters and skinwalkers. All week. right.
0: Okay. So off the top of your head, you know anything about them? I mean, I know we were supposed to research this topic, but uh what did you know about them before this?
1: Well, it's kind of in the name, isn't it? Yeah. The shapeshifter.
0: Yeah, creatures who... Uh, ...are able to transform at will Mm -hmm. people and animals and monsters?
1: I personally like werewolves.
0: I know you do. Quite a bit. You're furry.
1: No, I'm not. So, (laughs) uh,
0: today we're talking about, as Sarah uh, blatantly alluded to, skinwalkers and shapeshifters. Now, these are creatures who have been seen throughout uh, legend and folklore dating back hundreds and hundreds of years um, to medieval times, and even before that, as these powerful beings who could transform from a human to a beast, sometimes a bear, a wolf, an owl, a fox, sometimes even more menacing things, but always with the ability to transform.
1: Oh, like Crow and his sister.
0: Mm Mm-hmm, like Crow and his sister from Ruby. Ruby. So... So... Skinwalkers and shapeshifters, kind of different things, they have along the lines of the same powers, but skinwalkers have a few different powers. Not only being able to shapeshift, but also possessing powerful black magic, telepathy, mind control, and are even rumored to possess people.
1: I was just listening to black magic today. It was a good song.
0: (laughs) There you go. Go listen to black magic on Sarah's request. So... They can also run extremely fast and have been cited to run and keep up with speeding cars and are also immune to most natural weapons. Shapeshifters also have many of these powers. They shapeshift. They don't necessarily have black magic or telepathy and probably not mind control, but they're also known to be immune to most common weapons and can run fast. Um, Now, the creation of these like I said, dates back, um, hundreds and hundreds of years, but we now have some modern interpretation of the difference in creation, so Sarah, why don't you tell us a little bit about the different ways that, uh, skinwalkers and shapeshifters can be created?
1: Well, you typed out (laughs) that they can be bitten by a skinwalker or shapeshifter. Or cursed through a ritual?
0: Yeah, so the basics, you know, cursed, uh, a ritual from most skinwalkers, or you could be bitten, uh, like standard werewolf or vampire, who are also known uh, to be some of the staple shapeshifters in uh, modern culture today. Now, this is not just limited to the U.S., as there are different cultures with their own versions of uh, skinwalkers and shapeshifters um, the native americans have the famous navajo skinwalker who is said to have a majority of these powers and where we currently get the only case of the skinwalker but in places like argentina they have a fox-like werewolf called a and I'm sorry cuz i'm about to butcher so many of these names a lobizon or er, lobizón as well as were jaguars which i think is kind of cool you know you got like were pumas i wonder how far that goes and in brazil they also have what are known as boto a river dolphin that transforms into a boy what
1: happens when you reach purity? he becomes a whale
0: he becomes a <laughs> whale that's great you also have uh stories from japan where creatures such as the kitsune or a person that transform into a fox or a tanuki, a raccoon dog, who can also transform into a person. Oh,
1: those things are cute. You see them in Mario. Tanukis? Yeah, you know the that power up whenever you're playing the Mario Tanuki Cru- suit. Yeah,
0: it's like super <laughs> old. Um, which you might not know, uh, and what some of our listeners might know is they have massive ball sacks.
1: Why do I want to know that? You don't.
0: But how do you think tanukis fly? They literally. Build air in it and glide. No, they they do. It's thought... ancient lore. You should've done research.
1: Oh shut up. No, but in the Mario Kart series it looked like he had like a flying squirrel.
0: No. Oh. It's not a flying squirrel.
1: Well, similar concepts.
0: Yeah. Even in places like Russia, there are two distinctive werewolves in Russian mythology. The first is a wow It's a werewolf that has been transformed as a punishment by the devil. There's that curse. Um, recognized by friends and family, the wau are not considered as evil or frightening. Unable to stay in one place for long, the walkalak are distended to roam from home to home and town to town, searching out food, shelter, and love. They just want a little bit of loving. They just want to be held at night. Big so. furries. So, okay. we also find shapeshifters in video games. Skyrim, famously, has werewolves and werebears, which are controlled by the god Hersing, the god of the hunt in Skyrim. Um, and whenever you start up a certain quest, ill met by Moonlight, you see a man who was turned into a werewolf prematurely by a cursed ring given to him by Hersing. Now, this ring made him transform in the middle of the day and caused him to kill a little girl in his bloodlust. And whenever you find him, he's locked up. You then spend the next mm, hour and a half real time going through and trying to figure out um, how to remove the ring. And he gives it to you and it bonds to you. And now you randomly transform into a werewolf. And then you've got two choices from there. Um, There's also the very rare and very illustrious werebear.
1: Hmm.
0: He is super adorable whenever he's not mauling your face off.
1: Okay.
0: So, and then in The Witcher, which I'm pretty sure a lot of people have seen in the past, they have that Netflix series coming out now, but even before that, they had the Doppler, which was a creature who was able to transform into a person by looking at their features, their face, and we see that In The Witcher, I think it's one of the later episodes? Is that right? Spoilers for any of you that haven't watched The Witcher. There's this creature that takes on the appearance of somebody else. We don't know who, but we do know that it's someone that... It's not the girl, right? No, I don't believe. Okay, so
1: it's a different episode then. I probably haven't watched it.
0: I think so. Now, there are also dedicated games to The Skinwalker, which, game called Skinwalker... In which you are traveling alone in a car, your car breaks down, you have to go through the woods in order to figure out if there's somebody somebody lives nearby, and unbeknownst to your character, you are now being hunted by a skinwalker, who you actually ended up passing along the road.
1: Is this a virtual reality game? No, it's not. Okay. I
0: think it's, uh, it's not an 8-bit game, but I think it's an indie game. It's not a very very known game. Or, like... But it's really, really cool. Horror games and ambient horror games definitely up there on What's my list, called? even though I'm a massive chicken. Virt- virtual reality? Virtual trying to
1: talk about? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's all right.
0: What about virtual... Have you? Did you see they're coming out with a bunch of new horror games for virtual reality?
1: No, I haven't.
0: Actually. Oh, my God. They're all, like, super terrifying, and I'm... Uh, for those of you that don't know...
1: I would love to watch Mark play, like, all of them. That's
0: true. But here's the thing. I am a massive chicken. Like, I think we tried to get through, um... What was it? Resident Evil. Evil? We tried to get to like one of the re- like Resident Evil Two, and I freaked out at these low poly, low res jump scares, and it was the worst feeling oh, I ever they had. Even
1: jump scares. They
0: weren't. No. 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 Sarah over here is a big manly man. She doesn't get scared that easily.
1: No, I just kept whacking things with the crowbar. It was yeah, great.
0: She couldn't die. I was the only one able to die.
1: No, I died, and then you gotta like help me, otherwise you'd die early or something.
0: That's true. All right. So next, we do have a couple of stories uh, of encounters with shapeshifters and skinwalkers. And I believe uh, Sarah also has a personal story from one of her family friends to tell, which I think we'll say, no?
1: No, that's not uh, the the skinwalker.
0: It's a shapeshifter, though, yeah? Uh, Not a shapeshifter either. No?
1: No, No. it was just...
0: So, right. Okay, then. So we'll go ahead and we'll have Sarah read off. Uh, the first one, actually.
1: Seriously? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm just asking a question. What do you mean? The other page is blank. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. You're good. All right. So, we're somewhere on the highway between Window Rock and Gallup, NM. It had just rained earlier in the day, and the road was kind of slick, so we were taking it pretty slow. On the left of the highway there is nothing but sandstone cliffs and on the right there is a huge field separated from the road by a small barbed wire fence. We crest the top of this hill and down at the bottom of the hill we see what appears to be a very large dog. Sitting back on its haunches in the middle of the road facing the cliffs. My dad calls over the radio, hey Trav, do you see that big ass dog? Travis starts yelling back over the radio. That is not a dog. Speed right up now and hit it. He sounds almost hysterical and he keeps screaming, Hit it! JJ, you have to hit it. Please, please, hit that fucking thing right now. So my dad starts to speed up. As we get a bit closer, I began to see it a little bit more clearly. It's covered in brown, wiry, matted hair. And it appears to have dried blood all over it. It's still facing the cliffs. But the moment our headlights hit it, it turns and looks at us. It has a face. I don't know how else to describe it, other than a mix between a bear and a human's face. It looks twisted and disordered and almost in pain. As we get closer to this thing, we start to realize it's actually fucking huge, though it was still hit, sitting on its haunches. is about shoulder height with the hood of the truck. We get literally inches from hitting it when it lets out this scream, the sound like someone screaming as their lungs were being filled with water, and it leaps backwards towards the field, landing just on our side of the barbed wire fence. And then with another leap, it's gone from the sight. Travis's, Travis's voice comes over the radio again. Holy shit, keep driving. We have to get out, out of here. We have to go faster. He keeps repeating that lap, this last part. We have to get out of here, and we have to go faster. Pretty soon, we were speeding like crazy, and just as we start to come near the outskirts of the gallop, we get pulled over. Travis pulls his truck over with with us. Naturally, this makes the cop, a Navajo man himself, very on edge, and he immediately asks why Travis felt the need to pull over as well. Travis says, we just saw Skinwalker a few miles back, and it's been following us. The officer immediately turns white, stammers something about a verbal warning, gets in his car, and takes off. We do the same. That's cool. Like yeah. I mean, that's scary, but
0: I I don't I've never I think the closest I've ever had to encounter like this is uh, our car had broken down on the it was me and my my aunt and uh, we had just hit a deer and it crushed the entire front like big ass deer right mm-hmm. but it crushed the entire front of our car and we were waiting out there for some time we had a spotlight and me. I think I was around six, so I have this spotlight, and she's uh, talking to people. I'm sitting out on the hood of the car, and I'm just flashing it, Mm -hmm. you know, like away from the road, but I'm flashing it, and all of a sudden, I catch this pair of eyes, and I couldn't tell how far away it was, but if it was within 10 feet, this thing was huge, right? And so, I stop, and I look back at it, and I turn the spotlight on and pointed it up, and there are now, like, four more pairs of eyes around it. Um, I think it was a pack of coyotes. I, think so. I don't that think it was like wolves, it. but I think that's the closest to, like, I got back in the car, I slammed the door, I was like, I don't want to go back out there. <laughs> whenever they, whenever whoever gets here is getting here and we ride in whatever we're riding in, I'm getting out on your side closer to the road. <laughs> it was great.
1: Uh, the only thing that, story that comes to mind when I think of, um, multiple Hmm. creatures or something yeah or like a
0: like a chase down the highway or something like that
1: oh no not a chase down the highway but I was just in my backyard I have this fence lining so it's my backyard fence lining dip another fence and then the back of a school like my elementary school is like right there I could have hopped the fence just twice and I'd, I'd be going to class I never did that, of course, because I had to take the long way around. Wow. But um,
0: Law-abiding citizen, how dare you. I
1: know, but yeah, my mom and I were talking, and we noticed uh, at the bottom of the fence, because there's a little gap, because it's like cement, and then the little gap, and then the rest of the wooden fence, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. We
1: saw, like, f- how many pairs? It was like, we saw like 16 tiny pairs of legs
0: pairs of legs yeah oh god
1: they're a tiny little cat paws they're oh. like walking the fence line yeah. <laughs> they're all I, I assume they were like the same litter or something
0: have you heard speaking of cats have you heard that there's like a new study going around where cats are eating their owners like so I saw a video on that. yeah like a 68 year old woman had a, and this is a story covered by like international news um i don't remember where it was but this like 68 year old woman had a heart attack in her home and she had like five or six cats, and they started eating her. I mean, like that's crazy. Don't you? like dogs would never do that. There's no reported case, or I think there's next to no reported case of dogs doing that, unless being starved. But these cats had plenty of food out. They just ate their owner. I it's mean, crazy. this thing I mean, this this brings a whole new meaning to like whenever cats are just sitting on you, whenever you're asleep. I wonder if they're sizing you up, like, mm, "This is a juicy muscle right here." <laughs> I'm no. eat you up. I mean, you better hope you don't have a heart attack. That uh, coronavirus don't affect cats. And it's just like... Tsk. You okay. wake up and you see it and you're just like, why do you exist? Get off me.
1: No. I, you want a cat, don't you?
0: I do. I want a cat because they're fluffy and I can make it do that liquid cat thing.
1: Okay, anyways. Well, the thing is with cats and dogs, I mean, they're relatives of like large cats. Lions, cougars, They showers. are, but
0: eating... People
1: and like dogs are okay relatives to like wolves, of course, yeah, and coyotes and all yeah. that. So, I mean, it's not that much of a far stretch to see them eating human carcasses on the whim. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised seeing a dog do that, yeah. anyways.
0: All right, so now we will get on to story two after that slight. Uh,
1: but I was making my story cute, and then you so you're just like, oh yeah, cats eat their owners. Dude,
0: they do. It's crazy. But I was
1: like, but there are like four little kittens behind the, my fence line all walking <coughs> in line with and each other. And you better other.
0: hope you don't have and a heart like, attack while they're walking by you, because they will eat you. No,
1: but they're like baby kittens, <laughs> and they're like Egyptian walking. Imagine that, behind the fence line. And Bunch you just see their, their, like little, their little funny <laughs> little, uh, little
0: paws. Pause for a little pause. Oh God. All right. So, the second story. And uh, I got these stories from a friend. I don't know if he pulled them off the internet or not. we um, I'll get that figured out later, but this story, this is the second story. Starts off, my dad owns a house in a tiny town in South Texas. Already starting off good cuz that's kind of the area we are. We're not I mean, we're not too far south, but mm-hmm. we're like we're like mid. Yeah. Yeah. It's where his grandparents lived. The garage is a separate little building with an apartment above it. The next house over was torn down in the 90s, and the church a few blocks away was burned down by an arsonist in the late 90s. Fun. All growing up, the stairs up to the garage apartment were rotting out, and we were told never to go there. One time I snuck up there and found something that looked like a small human organ in a body jar. My dad said it was his tonsils and that they'd been there since he was a kid. Whenever oh. we'd go hunting, the deer that we shot would be skinned, and their corpses would be hung up behind that building by the sinews of their legs from the branches of a large mesquite. Did you ever go hunting? You've never been hunting, have you? Mm, no? no. That's about that's about for par for the course as to how you like hang up a deer and then skinning. It. That was always my. I only ever did it whenever I was a child, and I remember we'd hoist it up in the garage, and. Uh, the rolling door for the garage wasn't working and it was snowing outside so we put it down and that smell is the worst it's so bad
1: i've seen turkeys fat turkeys being like plucked and stuff After they God, can... the
0: smell yeah. so bad so in the early 2000s we were down there on another hunting trip when we arrived i walked back behind that garage and stood there a noise made the hair raise on my neck Suddenly, I was startled by the sound of a very large creature above me to my left. I quickly turned as a giant owl flew out of nowhere and had trouble navigating under the tree, kicking up plenty of dust as it flapped its huge wings. I tried to follow it with my camera, but it vanished. My friend had recently gotten into EVP. It had a nice new video camera. We had to wake up early to hunt, around 4.30am, well before dawn. I woke up before everyone else, so I grabbed my video camera and crept up those stairs to the garage apartment, pausing and saying, Hello? Is anyone there? Then leaving a few seconds of silence before advancing and trying again. I heard nothing, so I went back inside. The next night, I was sleeping in the master bedroom in my great-grandmother's old bed, alone. I had a terrifying dream in which an entity... Which, in the dream, I believed to be the devil himself was chasing after me, wanting to know my name so that he could find me and steal away my soul or some shit. I refused to tell my name and kept running, but he was able to change the entire landscape of the dream around me at once, making it into a plane crash, then a shopping mall, then a school dance at my college, where the entity seemed to take the form of a woman to seduce me. Then I awoke sharply in bed, staring at the ceiling, and I had the distinct sense that somebody or something was watching me right in the doorway not moving. I closed my eyes and pretended to still be asleep trying as hard as I could to not move. I don't know how long that happened but the next thing I remember I was waking up the next day. I went back to review the EVP tape and what distinctly sounds like human footsteps could be heard on the recording which I still have somewhere. I went back to the garage apartment and cautiously climbed the broken stairs as high as I could, and reaching up filmed the inside so I could see what was up there. It was full of bones, the skeletons of various small creatures, which I assumed was the owl's work. Could the footsteps have been the owl? I went back to and listened over and over, and it just does not sound like the sound of an owl's feet against boards. It's a pair of two-part sounds, like clump, clump. It sounds exactly like somebody wearing boots and with heels walking where when the heels touches, it makes a louder and more distinct sound when the front part of the foot touches. The sound does not sound like what I imagine a bird, even a large owl might sound like. If it was walking, I'm no ornithologist and I have no idea what owls sound like walking around in an attic, but I've heard raccoons and other critters with smallish feet moving. They do not sound anything like human footsteps. Whatever made that sound had to be fairly massive, and owls never exceed 5 pounds. Maybe it was using a dying jackrabbit flopping around with its final energy, but the two columps sound too uniform to be something in its last throws and no breathing, gurgling, or crying sound could be heard, as you might expect from a creature in such a state. Years later, I'd forgotten about all this when I was at my grandmother's house. She's the daughter of the people who own the house in South Texas, and she lived there for a while. My dad showed me a history book that former pre- the former residents of the town had compiled, and my grandmother had a chapter in it. Now, let me tell you, my grandmother and grandfather are extremely devout Christians. As a result, my aunts, uncles, and cousins are all so Christian that they are not allowed to watch cartoons like Ghostbusters because Christians do not believe in ghosts. How true is that?
1: I believe in ghosts. You believe
0: in ghosts? Hmm. Maybe it's like a complete and total Christian thing.
1: Hmm.
0: You know? All right. My grandmother would be the last person in the world that I'd expect to believe in a supernatural explanation for anything unless it involved Jesus or angels. Yet my grandmother's chapter... In the one and only history book about the town explains how the house next on the next lot over the one that was torn down had been haunted. I don't remember the details of her chapter, but I could get a copy of those details and they might be relevant. I'll try googling for it and post back when I get results with an edit. I guess he never got the edit. When I was told this story to a friend, it was suggested to me that it could have been some kind of shape-shifting sorcerer and a Nagual or Brujo. Again, sorry for butchering all of these names. Indeed, owls are one of the main things they're said to be able to become. I have no idea what to think. Do you imagine that? Have you ever had that happen in your house? Like, you wake up at a random time during the night and you hear footsteps around your house?
1: No, I hear an annoying owl hooting at the top of my mm. um, what's it? Fireplace, the chimney. There you go.
0: Mm, maybe it was one of these. So, I live in, or I lived in a, uh, a three-bedroom, two-bathroom house, right? And my room was next to my sister's on the office side of the living room, where my parents, right? So, yeah. Me and my sisters on one side of the house, my parents on the other side of the house. Mm-hmm. There was a time where I had woken up, and the only reason I know it was around. 3 a.m. was because I had one of those uh, fancy clocks that displayed it up on the uh, ceiling because I thought I was that cool to own one of those. Wow. And so... Like a
1: projection?
0: Kind of, yeah. But the weird thing is now normally my door is shut, and uh-huh. it was tonight, but I'm normally not facing my door. I like to sleep on the other side where I'm facing a wall. hmm Well... Today, I was actually facing my door whenever I woke up. And I look up and I see it's, you know, 3 a.m. I was like, oh, well, I'd better go back to sleep. And I'm shutting my eyes. I'm trying to drift off. You know, my TV is turned off by this point, And I hear, uh, like, shuffling. Like, I can't say it was somebody without shoes on. But it was like somebody in house slippers shuffling through carpet. Mm-hmm. The strange thing was... Uh, about a month prior to this happening, we had completely renovated our floors and replaced them all with hardwood. Um, so to hear the sound of shuffling, and I know it was coming from the living room, and I just remember wanting to turn over and just ignore it,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: it was so, and it was getting closer to my door. I could hear it. It went from, like, the center of the living room And it started shuffling, sounded like, to the back corner. And then it came from the back corner back to the center. And then it started moving straight to my room. And it was like, whenever it sounded like it was inches outside my room, I could feel a sweat pouring off of me. And the only reason I knew this wasn't a dream, because I was pinching myself, trying to wake up, thinking that this was a nightmare. And I remember passing out whether from panic or shock or stress and I woke up the next morning and I was like man that was a weird dream I look down at my arm my arm is red from where I was pinching myself that night I was like "Mm, Hmm. I need to ask and I I went my dad normally he uh works in the oil fields and so I know that he has to get up pretty early in the morning I was like hey dad were you up at uh 3 a.m. last night he's like no I left at 7 I was like and my dad has never wanted to wake up before he has to because mm-hmm. he gets so little sleep anyway. Yeah, so I knew it wasn't him. And then I went and asked my mom. Mom doesn't own a pair of slippers. My sisters, same deal. Oh,
1: that's crazy.
0: The only pair of slippers in our house at that time were mine.
1: Okay.
0: And they were still in my closet whenever I you woke up. You have dogs, though. I do have dogs, but Red was in my bed. Sophie sleeps in our parents' room. And then Holly, whenever she was still alive, uh, slept at the foot of my bed. And they were all in their positions. So Red, if you don't know, uh, plug into dogs because we love animals on this podcast. Uh, Red is a giant uh, red healer bloodhound and is the dumbest dog in the world. And I don't know how, but you put like a solo cup in front of his doggy door and he will sit there and lay down and whine until you move it. Sophie is a... uh, Oh, I'm blanking on it now. Not a boxer. She's, she's a Boston me. Terrier. Oh, yeah. She got jaw, and I still have a scar on my inner thigh where she latched onto me and did not let go whenever <laughs> she was smaller. And Holly uh, was our fat beagle. We had to put her down. Uh, I think a month or two ago. So, she no, nah, she was a she, fucking old. She's like 15. was
1: well, a pretty old dog. She was an
0: old 15 in human years. She was an old dog. I had her since I was like. Let's see, it sounds like six or seven. She was an old dog, so. But yeah, there's a little bit of... Do you ever own any animals? Like any dogs, cats? Like like you're, because of like a family allergy, you weren't allowed to have?
1: Uh, We had a Russian dwarf hamster named Snicker. Uh, I had birds. There were parakeets. I had four of them. Not all together. <laughs>
0: Did you ever have that one goldfish that lived for, like, a ridiculously long amount of time?
1: No, I had a, some goldfish that lived for a ridiculously short amount of time, <laughs> <laughs> and I found them later that week outside on a pan, dry.
0: Oh, my God. Uh,
1: by the way, my mom's from the Philippines, so that's not exactly an odd thing to see. Oh. But I was just like... Oh, <laughs> <I'm gonna finish. laughs> they're getting cooked. I don't think she was uh, going to eat them. She just, I guess she just left them there. I was just like,
0: what? Oh, man, why? So, uh, for those of you that are tuning in, this is our first episode of this podcast, so it's definitely a little rough around the edges, I think, more often than not. Are so, we cutting
1: some of this out.
0: Oh, hell no. Are you kidding me? I ain't cutting none of this out. This is great. Oh,
1: cringe <laughs> so yeah
0: you are <laughs> keep moving this
1: well,
0: it picks it up on the audio uh, and it's not good sorry. it's fine so yeah this this podcast is still a little rough around the edges but you know we needed a starting point and I think that this is a pretty good starting point and it'll it'll get better with time and we'll uh, probably soundtrack, track make these episodes a little bit longer than what they are try and at least get them at an hour tops, but this was just a episode to kind of fill things out, so... Uh, it's
1: fun. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's more fun than sitting around doing nothing during quarantine. That's
0: true. Or sitting
1: around doing a lab report during quarantine.
0: It's also true, which I don't have, but uh, I'll take I your do. word for it. So, anyways, well, this is the Monster Media Podcast, and today we went over a lot about us and uh, our topic for the day... The Skinwalkers and Shapeshifters. I was
1: going to add to that. Mm. South Texas?
0: South Texas?
1: I, I lived at this, like, yeah. the most South Texas you can ever get. Yeah, <laughs> Actually, you did. just kidding. It was, like, Southwest. So,
0: so alright, well. We're um, going to end this episode here. Yeah. I'm Chase. I'm Sarah. And we were your co-hosts for the Monster Media Podcast, so thanks for tuning in and listening, and we